today, well, you know that things have opened up just a little bit, the border with South Australia. Sally's going to give us a taste of some of the delights of South Australia you might like to consider. And we'll also take a look at Norfolk Island, plus the hot deals at the moment. Talk travel on to a new RFM. And Sally Lucas, things are starting to open up. Norfolk Island might be a possibility. It's a fabulous place to go. It is a fabulous place to go. And, of course, the history is one thing as well. And also you feel like you've stepped back in time when you walk down into that old section where the jail and everything was. And, of course, it didn't have a very nice past um, because that's where a lot of the convicts and extremely young, even young boys, were sent. So it, it was quite a severe penal colony in its time but there's a lot of history to be learnt there and of course the people that settled there were when Pitcairn outgrew its usefulness the people that were there from the bounty of course were told they could then move to Norfolk Island so it was sort of substantially populated by people and just about everyone on the island has got a relative somewhere mm. that was from that, that time so it's it's a very interesting island, um, you've got to give way to cows and anything else that wanders across roads because they're free range um, they go anywhere so you must be careful when you're driving of course you can drive around the island and you'll find that most holiday packages when you buy them if you're just buying like an accommodation package with airfare they throw in a rental car as part of your deal so you've got your rent a car on arrival at the airport to get around um, you've got all sorts of standards of accommodation you know from simple really simple cottage style up to up to five star luxury so you've got a whole gamut there of accommodation style it's lush. It's it's beautifully green. Um, got a nice temperate climate, and you're sort of, I guess, about almost level with the Queensland-New South Wales border, roughly, is where you are if you're looking due east or coming due east from there. You do have flights with Air New Zealand uh, from Sydney. Um, So they're the ones that fly there now. And, of course, you've got wonderful wildlife as you get on these islands as well and some lovely protected little bays and lovely walks you can do as well. And some interesting little restaurants you can go to, um, fascinating. You can go to, like, there's a little, we went to them there a couple of years back, a little pottery place that they also made goat's milk soap, you know, so there's a lot of home industry. Um, they have markets, you know, of a Saturday. Um, they have entertainment as well, and they often have festivals there every year, which will hopefully start again next year, like they used to have the regular jazz festivals and all sorts of things. So hopefully that'll all happen for them again next year. But yes, like to give you an idea, like the calendar of events, normally in January they have wearable arts, painting and art uh, workshop, the Norfolk Ocean Challenge, February clay target shooting, bowls tournament, veteran mm. golf tournament, March is Foundation Day, um, they have Lion Dancing Festival and it's the anniversary of the wrecking of the HMS Sirius. Um, they do a very um, poignant uh, Anzac Day service is held there in April. They also have a triathlon, Veterans Tennis, May Country Music Festival, Bowls Tournament, uh, June's Bounty Day. They have a ballroom dancing festival, archery championships, croquet tournament, Christmas in July, in July, of course, and a painting workshop, um, August Golf Classic Pro-Am, a Red Hatters Gathering, and so on, Scrabble Festivals, Theatre Festivals, and so on throughout the year. So there's always something having it up. And then in December, of course, they have the famous... Yeah, jazz, on, which has been going there for many, many years. 
Jazz in the Pines? Yes, yes. So I don't know whether it's happening again this year or not. I guess they haven't made plans because they weren't Mm. sure when they were going to open up. But, Mm, I mean, they are opening up in October. So whether that will happen this year or not, it might be too too late for them to organise for the people to come over. So it it may not happen this year. But, I mean, the island itself is a delightful island, as I said, and it's... You just, it is very lush and there's beautiful waters around it and temperate, as I said, a lovely temperate climate. So you know, if you've never been to Norfolk, you know, really, you, we haven't got many other places to go at the moment within, you know, within our own country. I mean, we have, but not overseas. So you can consider that instead of your overseas holiday, you're flying over the sea to Norfolk Island and it's delightful. So just put it on your bucket list. We are talking travel and Sally Lucas thinks it might be a good idea to think about uh, South Australia. So she's spreading the map out. Just Mm -hmm. imagine that. Mm -hmm. And studying where we're going to go to first. And I was thinking about what you just said, Jane, too. You look at it, it probably is some of these places just as far as as Norfolk Island, of course. They probably are. Um, But look, yeah, look, South Australia's got a lot on offer and that was where we were going earlier this year on a driving holiday, actually, in March, which, of course, hasn't occurred. And... um, even now, like if you want to drive, you still can really only go in through Broken Hill until Victoria opens up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep that in mind if you were thinking of doing that, because you've got to get through that top part of um, northwestern part of Victoria to get through as well. Yes. Um, but look, there's a lot happening in South Australia, and you can, again, even if you can't take your own vehicle, you could fly over and hire a vehicle quite easily. And there's so much you can do. I mean, number one, the other favourite of mine, and we wanted to this is why we really wanted to go back, was Kangaroo Island to sort of support them after the bushfires and go back and just, I guess, be a bit upset and see about what had happened because, you know... <laughs> what wasn't there. Yeah, what has gone mm. since we were there last. Mm. But also, you've got to remember they've got beautiful wildlife sanctuaries there and it was always called like a mini Galapagos because of the wildlife. And you know, even though they lost a lot, they've still saved quite a number. I can always remember the, the photo on TV. I think it was these young men in their car going around looking for injured koalas and it was just such a beautiful thing I thought how wonderful you sometimes run down the the younger people in the community but these were just quite young young men they were goodens yeah Um, but look so Kangaroo Island definitely would be on my bucket list for you to go and do also you've got all the wonderful vineyards as we know of course with the limestone coast Barossa etc etc and you've got the the cube if you want to go out to the that incredible um, I don't know if you've seen it, Jane. It won an architectural award, but you wonder why. It's on. I'm going to forget whose vineyard it's on now, but it's called the Cube, and it just looks like a big cube, and it looks out of place actually. But is that in the Barossa? No, I think that's in. Um, maybe it's in McLaren. Okay, I close think. to Adelaide. Yes, though. close. Reachable. Yes, close mm. to Adelaide. Then, of course, once you go north, um, you know, past Port Augusta and up that way, well, that, of course, from Port Augusta, that leads you across, you know, if you wanted to go across to the Western Australia when we can, or it can lead you up to the Northern Territory. Um, but then you can go up as far as, like, Lake Eyre National Park and see Lake Eyre. Um, you can go across to Coobapedi, of course, and stay underground, like most of the people there do. Um, you can go to the wonderful Flinders Ranges National Park, of course, where you've got Wilpena Pound, which is just magnificent. Um, and then you've got everything in and around Adelaide itself, and you've got the Murray River, so you can all they've opened up again your Murray Princess cruises, so you could go and do 
do a lovely cruise on the Murray. So you start adding all that up together, you need at least a month in South Australia. Well, what about the Air Peninsula? Well, Down yes, to Port Lincoln. yes, yes. Well, you've got that. Yes, yes. Well, that's right because you've got that other side. One side of Port Augusta is the the York Peninsula, if you like, and then you've got, of course, the Air Peninsula as well with the Gawler Ranges National Park, etc. Over that way. So look, it, it's a lot on offer. So thank heavens we've got a state that's open again for us, which is wonderful. And as we've just said, Norfolk is opening in October, which is wonderful. And Lord Howe maybe. Now, they're, they're on hold still at the moment. They weren't going to open till the end of November, but they're going to look at it on a month-by-month basis. So they looked at the last at the end of August and said it would still stay closed till at least the end of November. But now that they're seeing improvements, the board is going to meet again from Lord Howe probably at the end of this month, and they could open later in October maybe. So they make their own decisions as to yes. what happens on the island. Of course, they've only got four hospital beds on the island. Ah. Yes, right. don't get sick. No, lack of. So these islands have had to be very, very careful, of course, in monitoring when they open, which is fair enough. Mm. Um, but, yeah, thank heavens we've got South Australia and, you know, Northern Territory, of course, you can go into as well now. Tasmania is still saying the 1st of December, but they're also, like Lord Howe, going to review. And if they think things are still going well, they could be open by the end of October also. So, look, it's all starting to happen for us. And mm. at least we know now South Australia, Northern Territory, Norfolk, Plus our own lovely state. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and uh, Sally Lucas, hot deals are coming in, aren't they? They're starting. We haven't got a lot, but, you know, little by little, bit by bit. So Norfolk Island, of course, we've been chatting about today, and they do have some lovely seven-night packages available. And as I mentioned... A lot of these packages, particularly the self-contained ones, will provide a car as part of the package as well. And usually lots of other inclusions. It might be a tour or a, a visit museum pass because they've got about three different museums there which, which uh, you know, captivate all their history, which is fascinating in itself. And as I mentioned, they do start um, from about $1,300. That's with your airfares and your self-contained apartment car, etc. You can, though, you know, move up from there. There's plenty of other, the Governor's Lodge Resort Hotel, for example, um, that goes up about $100 but you've got lots of inclusions on all of these packages um, and depending on where you want to stay because there's different spots all around the island where you can stay depending on the outlook that you want. So just keep those in mind. So that's something that we can now look forward to doing is yes. getting a little package there. Um, now this also there's a seven night cruise just been announced by um, now I'm going to get the name right, Coral Expedition. Sorry, the name went out of my head. And they're doing, with the hope that Queensland is talking about opening up soon, so they've got a range of cruises from the end of October through to uh, mid-December. Doing the outer reef and a lot of the, the ribbon reefs and a lot of the um, remote reefs that, you know, you don't normally get to visit because they've got special permission to go to these. So it's a lovely seven-night itinerary and you're leaving from Cairns and they give you a night pre-cruise included. Uh, lots of inclusions, of course, all, all your meals and and drinks with your meals, etc. They have wellness sessions, yoga, yoga on the beach some mornings, um, snorkeling, all all of that. And up there, if you get lucky, you might get to swim with the minke whales, which is which is beautiful. So this itinerary is including Cooktown, Lizard Island, Osprey Reef, Ribbon Reef uh, Number Nine, and Hope Island. And you also cruise into the Daintree 
mm-hmm. as well. And only 72 guests on board, so they're all doing the minimal stuff, you know, and everything being practised properly, and it's all Australian, of course, Australian crew and operated. And so, yeah, that starts from just oh, under $5,000. And as I said, there is a lot of inclusions in that, so it's really, you're not putting your hand in your pocket for anything because there's nowhere to spend your money. Yes. Right? So what you pay in front is, is it, really, for, mm-hmm. for your whole trip. Cooktown, you get to visit a lovely museum there, which is which is great as well. And also, you go to Osprey Reef, as I mentioned, and David Attenborough has called that an oasis for living creatures of all kinds. Mm-hmm. So you get into some magnificent parts and renowned for like diving and spotting icon- iconic marine species like the minke whale that I mentioned, which I must admit I saw when I was up there once, and it was just beautiful to see. They're a gorgeous looking whale, mm-hmm. and they're a much smaller whale, and you can get to swim with them. So there you go. Um, the rest of the world is sort of trying to open up and we do have discounts on a range of different products like your river cruisings for 21, 22 Canadian Rockies. Everyone's hoping when the world opens up, they're all having flexible deposits and flexible balance payments so that you can get your credit if it doesn't open up or the date you want isn't, doesn't, you know, operate, that you can transfer that money and use it later. So you just need to check because there are so many out there trying to, I guess, encourage tourism and let us to get dreamy again and planning a holiday into the future sometime anyway. And dreaming is wonderful. We can do it any time. You can. You can. <laughs> and you get a good book or a good travel book that's based or a book that's just based in a country that takes you there and you sit there in your mind's eye. You could put yourself there, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again, do a bit more dreaming next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.